In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. It is 420. It is a special day for a lot of special people. Everyone likes to celebrate in their own way. You know, you put on some music, you burn one down. Some people like to go dancing. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do. It's 420. I'm here with a special guest, the one and only Vlad. I'm going to have, I need some help pronouncing your last name. It's a mouthful. Uh, my full name is Vlad Florian Podnarescu Kaznoyu. You can call uh, me Vlad or Vlad okay. or call me anything. Just don't call me late to dinner. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> I love it, man. It's got a nice <laughs> ring to it, man. It kind of flows off the tongue. What 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 um, ethnicity is that? Thank you. Uh, Romanian, actually. Oh, I was yeah. uh, I was born there, and I, I guess I guess we're gonna just jump right into it. There yeah, is my brother George. Good morning, <laughs> and thank you for having me on. Uh, I guess a little bit about myself. In a few words, I am no one. In a few more words, uh, I was born in 1984, the novel. novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> 1984 in Romania, which uh, it was a communist dictatorship at the time. So calling it Orwellian wouldn't be much of a stretch. You know, uh, Big Brother was watching and usually through your neighbor's eyes, you know. I was too young to know any other stuff. Of course, my parents told me about rationing food and having to buy meat on the black market and only one radio station that only played communist propaganda all the time, you know. Uh, anyway, when I was three, my mom, my mom left. She, she emigrated to America on asylum. And uh, luckily, I guess, in hindsight, luckily, two years later, the, the revolution happened in Romania. They... They killed the Ceausescu's on Christmas, and uh, we followed. We came to America, my, myself, my, my brother, and my father. Uh, I was raised in Woodside, Queens. Shout out to Hoodside, of course. Uh, normal childhood, you know. I, I guess when you're young, you, you don't really... There's no ought. There just is. You, you know, at, at least for me. I don't know if yeah. every child goes through that. I, I, I suspect that the current generation might not, but you know, that's another story. <laughs> but, you know, there, there was times when you could call it poverty that we went through, but we, we didn't know any better. It just was, you know, we didn't care. I had, I had, you know, my brother who was my role model still is, you know, <laughs> and uh, my parents had a pretty laissez faire approach to raising us, uh, which, which I'm very thankful for now. They, they didn't push any, dogma on us as far as anything goes and uh but also because of that we started getting into you know drinking at a young age we, we didn't do anything bad you know i smoked a little weed here and there but nothing crazy but it wasn't until uh 2007 when uh my 
myself and my girlfriend at the time, she was a little bit older than me. We went to Amsterdam. Yeah. And I did uh, <laughs> I did what I what I now realize was a heroic dose of uh, <laughs> psilocybe cyanescence mushrooms. <laughs> Now you know that was world changing. That was that was the that was the epiphany. That was the epiphanic moment for me. I I, I didn't want to just be. I, I didn't know what happened, but but I knew it was a life changing moment. You know, I, I just I remember thinking about a philosophy class I had just taken not long before that, and and the teacher was talking about Zeno's paradox, and it made perfect sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. After the fact, you, you learn about calculus and you figure out, oh, it's not really a paradox, but uh, abstract mathematics, I'm not sure it really represents reality any kind of, in any kind of objective way. Um, anyway, that, that's what got me started on my psychonautic path, so to say. And, and once, once you pierce that veil and do it the first time, they, they kind of have a way of finding their way into your life, at least like once a year, you know, yeah. which is, is what I did, you know, sometimes a little more than that, but they, you know, mushrooms or acid, whatever you could get your hands on, you know? <laughs> never anything hard. I, I, after that point, I realized, you know, only the natural stuff is the good stuff. You know, it's everything that, you know, it, it's plants and fungus, you know, that we're talking about drugs, drugs are man-made pills and powders, you know, that, <laughs> Where, where we find something good in nature and then we're like, oh, what's good about this? Let, let's let's take that one thing, extract it and concentrate it until it kills us. And it's not <laughs> good. <laughs> you know? My dad always says, vasufil ist ungesund, which you know, too much is not enough. Or uh, too much is no good, basically. You know, yeah. everything in moderation. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I... I I'm rambling a bit. I apologize, but uh, I, the, the next it was pretty much business as usual. Still, though, after that, I, I was still a materialist. You know, I didn't I didn't really make the next step in my uh, spiritual evolution until I suspect it's like this for most people. It was it was after my my mother passed away. God's rest her soul. And uh, that was in 2016, September 30th. And uh, at the time, I didn't realize, but. I was the only one with her when it happened. I was holding mm. her hand and I was reading her book to her, that her novel that she wrote. And uh, the rest of the family joined after. But then the doctor came and told us the time of death. And it was 11-11, which I, I didn't see the significance of at that right. time. But later on, you know, I, I found out that everything, every number has meaning, obviously. So more than others, but excuse me. Yeah, no worries. Um. And that, that's what really set me on the path. And reading a book also, a book that my buddy gave me that I never, I just had there on the side that I never started. And uh, I mean, I love reading. I have, I have a lot of preferred authors, but this author in particular, I, I, I wouldn't recommend after the <laughs> I don't know if I should even mention the book. I don't want to disparage anyone, but the, the book itself was great. And it really, I'll, I'll mention it's called The Source Field Investigation. Nice. And, uh, it, it, it really it, it opened up my mind to to, to to the ethereal side of life, you know, as opposed to the material. Yeah. And, and I guess that was after that. Then I started getting into everything as far as the uh, the title of this episode, which I love that that you made, but based on just my LinkedIn profile, <laughs> which is always, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, that, that's when I really started getting into, you know, es more esoteric yeah. things as far as, you know, alchemy, um, idealism and, you know, as far as art, I've, I've always been artistic. I always loved drawing when I was a kid. Uh, my mom would tell us that we had a lot of artists in our family. So it was in our blood, you know, um, my, my great, great grandfather was actually Samson Bodnarescu. He's a, he's a noted Romanian poet. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll get back to him later, but, um. What was I saying? I, I kind of lost my train of thought. Alchemy and like the, we can't, we talked yes, about yes, artistry. Yes, okay, so as, as far as art, yeah, yeah, and definitely during the pandemic as well, when I had a lot mm. of time on my hands, that's when I really started getting into multimedia art. As far you know, I got into wood carving and knitting, yeah. and uh, I'm still drawing. I made a new tattoo design. 
uh, and poetry, which was a weird one because I never, I never thought I, I could do something like that. It was, it was on a lark with a couple of buddies of mine. We, we started in a group text going back and forth with uh, rapping back and forth with each other, <laughs> you know, with like gangster rap lines, you know, which we used to like when we were kids. And then, you know, I realized I, I got in the zone when I was doing it and I couldn't shut up. Like it just, it kept coming out of me. And, you know, of course they got annoyed with it by one point, but um, I guess, I, you know, speaking of the zone, what are they, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, get the flow the state. Flow state, sure. Yeah. Zone, you know, tapping into the Akashic record, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it. it. It's real. It's absolutely real. Right? And that's what makes me realize that artists, when they say that they, uh, they need to be inspired or they have no inspiration and they can't work, they're not being pretentious. They're not being egotistical. You know, it's real. If you, if you don't have that inspiration, you can't produce, you know, any quality creative output, anything beautiful or thought provoking or, you know, uh, you know, what is beauty anyway? I, I happen to think it's uh, just harmony, you know, mm. humans most e easily recognize it as, as symmetry, but that's, right. that's, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's harmony. I don't know. I, you say something. I feel. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just rambling on, and yeah, it makes perfect sense. I I agree with so much of it. I, you know, I, I wrote a book a while back, and it was a really psychedelic experience because there was times where, like, I would just sit down and just, oh, I just start writing, writing, and I'm like, you know, I, the oh, next yeah. day I'd read it, I'd be like, dude, that's pretty good, man. I don't even remember putting that down, and then. At were the were end, you tripping when you were writing it? I was doing. I I'm always doing a lot of tripping. And nice. so it was a moment when, yeah, it, it's the only way I think. And, um, it's, it, it was something that I got inspired by, you know, I, it's been on my mind, it'd been on my mind. Someone asked me a while back, Hey, how long did it take you to write that book? I'm like 48 years. I didn't even write it till I was 48. Right. You know, he started right. laughing. He's like, no, seriously, how long? I'm like, seriously, 48 years, man. That's the first book I wrote. And so magnum opus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think that, you know, on some level, it's, it's a good metaphor to look at us as a receiver in a way, because some people get the download and they can automatically just stream it. Some people yes. got to get the download for a long period of time and then it's ready to be streamed. Yes. Some people get the download, they like to resurface it, they like to clean it up and then put it out a certain way. It doesn't matter how you put it out, but the fact is you got to get in the pattern of receiving it. And once you do, you start seeing it on the wind. You can see yes. it on the leaves and you can hear it in the voice of a child or a, someone crying. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the inspiration. I get it, man. I'm Absolutely. with you 100%. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's also a double-edged sword. Well, yeah. going back to how it just, how it comes through you. There's examples, Mendeleev who came up with the, the periodic table. He said mm. it came to him. It, it yeah. came to him in a dream one night or, uh, John Lennon saying that the songs come through him instead of him writing them. Right. Now, there, who's, who's the mathematician? Um, Ramanujan. Ramanujan. Okay. He, he saw mathematical formulae, you know, yeah. appear in his mind's eye. But I was going to say that it, it's, it's a double-edged sword because it could be taken advantage of also being in a, it could be used for mundane purposes as well. Sure. Someone could be on a, on a production line doing the same repetitive motion over and they get in the zone also. Sure. They, they, yeah. they become great workers, but for whose benefit, you know, right. Only, only whoever's making a profit at the end of the day. That's why yeah. I, like anything else though, everything, I think it was Niels Bohr said every, every, the opposite of a small truth is a falsehood. But the, the opposite of a great truth is another great truth. Mm. It goes to show that everything, everything has its extremes and, and the two extremes really equal each other in, in all aspects of life. Yeah. Now I'm getting a little. No, it's, it's true. It. It's like but, a um, magnet. You know, I think about it like a magnet when you hear people say, oh, we're the poles apart. Yeah, but you're yeah. still the same magnet, you know, and, yeah. and if, if you think about, think about the left, the far left or the far right, like they're. They're kind of the same thing, man. They just they just have different energy, but they're the same thing, yeah, man. And everything, cold and hot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You ever yeah. turn the sink on and the water's really hot, but you don't know, and you, you put it in real quick just for a second, and mm -hmm. it scalds you. Like that 
first sensation is almost like cold. frostbite, you know, that yeah. cold feeling, being yeah. blinded by light or, or in complete darkness. You know, you can't see. It's the same thing, right? It's we define everything by what, what it's not. And then yes. the, the gradation the from one extreme to the, there's no real extremes. It's a gradation. Yeah. And everything, everything, and even, even reality, you know, there's the, there's the material realm and the ethereal realm, you know, there's a dichotomy. Yeah. And the materials realm itself is a, is a duality also. Yeah. I think the problem's language, like, you know, the, the, one of the basic problems in human understanding is that we inevitably rely on some aspect of language to determine the nature of private experience. And, yes. you know, our, our whole background, even though you and I use the same vocabulary and language is amazing, it's very difficult semantics. to get my point across. And you know what? Yes. Semantics. Exactly. So and, important. And, right? So important. Right. When it comes to everything, you could be saying, again, we could be speaking the same language, saying something like, I know you understand the words coming out of my mouth, but the same word could have different, completely different right. definitions for us. Right. And it doesn't even have to be known. You know, you could say something, they could take it completely different than how you meant it. And they won't ever mention that. And you'll think you'll they meant it the way, and they thought you meant it the way they meant it. It's, it's, it's wild. And, and it's important to set these things up when having any kind of, you know, rational conversation with anyone to talk about, like before, how we just, how I called something beautiful and then I had to define it after the fact. Because it's true. What, what is yeah. beauty? It's, it's like Socrates, you know, he used to annoy everybody. Oh, what is that? Oh yeah, what do you think that is? You know, and that's how you get to any kind of real truth if there is any. Yeah, it's yeah. it's modern discourse. I'm like imagine it would be laborious but incredible if every conversation started with, okay, let's define our terms before we begin this. <laughs> <laughs> but this gets us back to poetry, Vlad. Like maybe yeah. poetry is the only way to thoroughly have a conversation in which the person can feel what you're saying. What do you oh, think? Oh yeah. Po poets right? are poets are the, the troubadours that mm. are that are <laughs> true. veiling the logos in, in the nomenclature of, of whatever time space they happen to awaken in. Yep. You know that that's one of my tripping ideas that I had. You know, I, I write down I, I, yeah. I didn't really prepare. I just I jotted some yeah. stuff down. But Let's have, hear it, man. Let's hear I just it. Jot down stuff. Uh, you know, the funny thing is when I'm tripping and have really, well, there's a, th a bunch of things I could say about that. There were times earlier on when I would have these profound thoughts and I was like, oh my God, you know, this is, this is this novel concept that I just came up with. And then I'd research it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is an ancient thing. That, you know, yeah, for, for example, like uh, not, not ancient per se in this case, but uh, uh, Terrence McKenna's stoned ape theory. Yeah. I, I totally thought I came up with that after tripping <laughs> once. I think before I even knew about Terrence McKenna, right. <laughs> I looked it up and maybe that's what got me into him. Who knows? But, uh, but, but also, my most recent trip at other times also there'd be times when I have this profound thought or, or this vision that I want to either draw or write down and I start doing it, but then I stop myself and I say, no, no, this isn't meant to be uttered. This isn't meant for the profane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless they reach this level as well, which leads me to, initiation rituals rites of passage we don't yeah. have them anymore and and no. that's why maturity is lacking people think maturity has to do with amount of times you went around the sun it has nothing to do with it you know it, it's about dying to your earthly self and being reborn and that's what uh, what is it the uh elusive jumping the bull or okay. uh, the, the pacific islanders that bungee jumped before bungee jumping was a thing or yeah the bullet ants, the Amazonians that wear the glove of bullet. You have to do something that you think might kill you and possibly could, probably won't. But to to reach adulthood, you know, you have to die to your yeah. ignorant self. And that's, that's a good lead into alchemy as far as the ancient wisdom, the 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 mystery schools. That that was the initiation. It was it was entheogens, you know, it was mm. like plant medicine. That's that's 
you come, you, you get the, the exoteric knowledge, which is usually the, the literal meaning of the symbols or maybe one level of symbolism under that, that everyone, the general masses know. But once you learn enough, then you get to take the sacrament and get to the real stuff, the, the real knowledge. Yeah. Which you say out loud, you know? And uh, I guess a little, a little background, if anyone, alchemy, everyone thinks it's, oh, that's where chemistry comes from. They used to try to get gold from lead and live forever. No, it comes from alchem, which is, it means uh, the blackness, al, the Arabic uh, signifier, like you know, alcohol, algebra, algorithm. And chem was the original name of Egypt, which means blackness because of the, the black mineral rich soil along the Nile. It's also about the, the stages of alchemy, the blackness, whiteness, mm -hmm. redness, negrito, albedo, rubido. There used to be also the citronitis, the yellow stage also. Again, steeped in multi-layers of symbolism. Right. It, could, it could literally mean, oh, this is how you actually do a chemical transmutation, you know, putrefaction and purification. That's how you, you know turn one element to another. Sure, it could mean that, or it could mean, you know, again, dying to your earthly self and then being reborn to your enlightened self, for, for lack of a better word. I, I don't like using the word enlightened or, or the word God, because that's going back to semantics. You know, they have so many different, I have my definitions for them, so sure. I'll use them, you know, <laughs> but it, it, if I'm going to talk to anyone else, I have to, you know, be careful. Um, and, I could go into the trivium and quadrivium also that, that has a lot to do with the original seven liberal arts called that liberal because free, because slaves weren't allowed to read or have knowledge. You know, knowledge is power, as we all know. Yeah. And uh, the trivium is the, the threefold path. The quadrivium is the fourfold path. And it's the knowledge you need before the initiation ritual to where where you won't freak out, <laughs> you know, and I was lucky enough. The trivium is grammar, logic, and rhetoric, which, you know, there's, again, there's layers to that too. It could be seen as uh, uh, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, mm. or uh, there's com computer terminology, input, uh, program, or output, or whatever. But and then you got the quadrivium, which is uh, arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. So it's basically the important stuff you need to know before you figure out the truth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and the word trivial, the word trivial comes from trivium. And, and it was, the meaning was perverted, uh, probably on purpose. You know, <laughs> now, oh, it's a trivial issue. It's not a big deal. <laughs> trivial meant of the trivium. It, it meant common knowledge, common sense. Like, you know, because everyone that's anyone had to know that stuff at one point. It's like the word magic as well. You know, now it's parlor tricks and just fake, you know, Western nonsense, but it comes from the Magi, you know, the three visitors in the, in the New Testament. Um, and then you got, the etymology breaks down to you got major and magistrate and mayor and, and you could see how you know, casting a spell spelling mm -hmm. is, is like writing so you can see how, how a mayor spells something into law use i i know i'm, I'm reaching with this with this analogy but you use money as an example mm -hmm. in ancient times uh sigils for magic rituals they would have a god on one side and uh a temple on the other. What is money if not the modern version of that? A dead president yeah. on one side, a government building on the other. And what is it if not pure magic? It's this valueless thing that people live for and die for yep. because someone spelled, cast a spell on us yeah. to be that. And that, that's the real magic, you know, not the, not the parlor tricks, not the nonsense. Yeah. I'm always amazed when I go to the store and I walk out with like this giant cart full of things and all i do is give somebody some paper i'm like ha, ha, i just burn this guy he gives a paper <laughs> you know, <this> stuff. <laughs> no but yeah he's just working there to make some more of that yeah. you know, paper himself yeah <laughs> yeah yeah do you wild. think we're breaking through like you think some of that magic is wearing off like 
and, and no, and, no, I, I no? think it's the opposite. I think, I okay. think I, I, about this, like what the 1600s when uh, Rene Descartes, I think therefore I am revolution, <laughs> revolutionized science. Don't get me wrong, but he also True. really cemented the, the, the dualistic materialism mm. paradigm. And, and since then it's like, Oh, we have to be enlightened. We threw out the baby with the bathwater. Mm. And I get it. You know, I was, I was a, staunch atheist when i was younger you know i used to be a big richard dawkins fan and <laughs> and now I, I i i'm not you know i, I don't affiliate with any of the modern organized religions by by any means <laughs> although they, you know there's there's good people in all of them of sure sure on the whole uh, yeah anyway uh i i digress but yeah, so yeah, throwing out the baby with the bathwater, sure. So so after that point, you know, it was only oh, we need proof. We need to, unless unless you know we could de derive a theory, unless we could predict something, uh, unless we could falsify something. If if we can't reduce it to its you know essential elements, it's not. It doesn't exist. And that held sway up until you know the the quantum revolution when we realized how important the observer is and how mm. nothing is as it seems, you know, uh, Schrodinger's cat is always brought up. That was actually, I, it wasn't really a thought experiment as much of a joke. You know, he was, he was joking. Look at what this theory is showing. It's showing basically that this cat could be alive or dead at the same time, depending on, you know, if you're looking at it or not. Uh, and I think that's the, uh, uh, what is it, the Copenhagen interpretation. If I'm not mistaken, and then you have—is that the you think that that is the antithesis of the Descartes moment right there? Like, is that is that like a jump off it, point? It, it wasn't instant. I don't think it was instant. Mm. No one liked it. Einstein didn't like it. You know, no, no one liked it. And but he that, said it out loud, and it happened. And then from that point forward, right? It wasn't at the beginning. As soon as he said that, yeah, said, sure. I think the real beginning. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to yeah. pull the the date out of out of my head but the, the double split the double slit experiment uh mm -hmm. is really what i think that's zero point for you know whatever path we're on now as, <laughs> as far as determining what is objective reality mm -hmm. does it exist you know um but yeah you can't you also can't be too open-minded that your brain falls out you know because there, there's so much stuff it's there's so much stuff out there for people interested yeah. in this that that's no good that, that that's black magic for, for lack of a better term that that's trying to exploit some of the ancient wisdom you know to make a buck off of someone you know as opposed to just trying to use it to go help humanity or the world the universe yeah i heard a good joke one time about the that uh particle and wave so this this guy walks into like a physics building and he goes hey gentlemen there's three guys in there and he goes gentlemen i, I just i need someone to give me the layman answer like what the hell's going on with reality and the first guy goes it's all particles and the second guy goes no 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 it's all waves and the third guy goes it just depends who we're lying to <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dogma in science too. Sure. Yeah, especially now. How, how do you how do you trust the science? Yeah, I think it's trust like seventy percent of of, uh, of studies are privately funded by, yeah. by by a corporation usually, but they want a desired result. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> confirmation bias, you know, on demand. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, speaking of the universe, I, I guess we could get into analytical idealism. I wanna, yeah, I what is that? I looked it up a little bit, but I don't, I've uh, never heard about it. Bernard, Bernardo Kastrup coined the term, and he's, he's someone that I think everyone is going to know soon. Okay. Paul Stamets is another one on, on a side note. Paul Stamets is another name I think is going to be known soon as well. But Bernardo Kastrup, brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, two PhDs, one one in uh, computer science and one in philosophy. Uh, he was working for CERN on on AI, I believe, which is I think what got him into mm. thinking about consciousness. Like if we're trying to build a consciousness, we got to know what consciousness is in the first place. Uh, it's basically his his take, his modern take on on Platonic form theory. Uh, um, idealism 
philosophical idealism as far as you know the, the perfect forms existing not in any real way but in this abstract realm yeah plato was tripping too plato was a uh, part of a club that was uh, ingesting ergot which mm. is what lsd is derived from so yeah there's no he definitely knew what was going on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, analytical idealism is is his modern version that where, where he he uses rigorous uh, logic to to rationally really just drive the point home and and show everyone that no, it's not just a wild theory. It's it's the way things are. Basically, I, I could give you his definition of it. I jotted it down and then tell you what I. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, let's see. A theory of the nature of reality that maintains that the universe is experiential in essence, which doesn't mean reality is in your or our individual minds alone, but in mm. a spatially unbound transpersonal field of subjectivity of which we are segments. It, it, it's basically all is mind. All mm. is mind. We, and we are, we are the disassociated alter egos of the universe looking back at itself from slightly different perspectives and i, I don't want to butcher his theory whatsoever definitely look him up in his uh he's got a lot of great stuff online for free yeah. the essentia foundation mm. um but yeah we, we we are there is no material realm yeah i mean even even science tells us that matter is mostly empty space hmm. and there's some anecdotes about you know if you take all eight billion people on earth and take out all the empty space uh within the atoms that they're all comprised of within the trillions of atoms that they're all comprised of they'd all fit within a sugar cube you know <laughs> and billion billion is easy to say but i think a million seconds is about 10 days and a billion seconds is about 30 years so that's just to try to you can't wrap your mind but we right. use these numbers as if we can wrap our minds around we can't you know but um also also the the range of the electromagnetic spectrum in which we operate you know visible light it's yeah. all light. it's all light at yeah. different frequencies visible light we call it visible light because that's what our eyes can see you know not every animal on earth sees in that spectrum you know you don't have to be talking about an alien with a star that shines in a different part of the spectrum you know dogs see in a different part of the yeah spectrum. they hear differently also our, our auditory range we can only hear a certain so we know we're not getting the real deal the real picture you know we know we're surrounded by microwaves and you know all sorts of radiation from our devices and whatnot we know we can't see it and donald hoffman also has a uh a great way of putting it and a great his own theory as well um he calls it like an interface like a computer mm -hmm. interface you know it's not uh, the, the garbage icon on your screen isn't actually a garbage you're not really putting something in it it's, it's <laughs> a way to help you get through life it's it's yeah you know, it's it's we evolved to see what we need to see to survive not not what's really there you know and, and that's it's a it's i've been reading this book on symbolic modeling and if everything that you're saying right now is can be used and is used especially in therapy to help people solve problems you're basically giving them a new interface when someone is caught up in a negative feedback loop you're taking out those old symbols replacing them with hopefully getting that person to come up with their own symbols and then allowing them to rewrite their own code and then boom they're on their way until the next loop happens or something like that but the way you're describing it is and it sounds like this same methodology for solving problems, seeing the world, and if we were could get our shit together, harmony is is all there for us. It's been written down. It's been practiced. It's just for some reason we we tend to find ourselves probably trying to take the easy way out way too much, and then we get caught up in these these illusions of of Meyer, these illusions of, of that we're doing something right. Right. It's, it's, it's yeah. this, it's the, it's like Led Zeppelin says, it's the, uh, damn it. Now I can't think of the song. It's the, I was going to say the same old song, but that's not the, the song that's remains the same. same. There we go. 
I'm, I'm a casual I'm a casual fan. I'm okay. not, not a huge. I'm a big. I don't know if you're it's a motorhead at all. Oh, nice man, nice. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm I'm fascinated by the ideas of the past resurfacing now. And and you had spoke somewhat about the mystery schools. I'm curious to get your thoughts on. Do you think that? I had this idea. Let me just, I'll just throw it out and tell me what you think. I don't think anything's ever really learned. I think it's unveiled to you. You know, like people go to school to yes. learn, but you're not, you're just, the real learning happens when something is unveiled to you. And that happens all the time in like a psychedelic trip or in a relationship, but the truths are there. They're just unveiled to you at times and different people at different times. What do you think? Uh, sure, absolutely. That's why that's why the sages always speak paradoxically. Yeah, you know they they never tell you outright. You know, and and then yeah. they might tell you one thing one time and then contradict themselves. Yeah. Then you point it out, and you know, oh, you know, they might yeah. laugh. That's what I picture in my head. Of yeah, just someone laughing. You know, yeah, saying a paradox every day, but profound ones. You know, yeah, right? it's about the again going back to the extremes and about the yeah. balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The universe is always in balance. It's it, always. We can't help that. Nothing. We, we, you know, we're insignificant as far as the universe is concerned, and we're, you know, super significant also. You know, everyone. Everyone is infinitely special, but they they most forget to realize that everyone else is also. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. They, they stop at I am. You know, <laughs> the, the, the ego. Even though you know I am is a very powerful phrase to say if you really know what it means if you know yourself um but but yeah the balance it's it's it that, that, that's why negativity has to exist you can't i know a lot of people they try to erase it from their lives they try to ignore people in their lives who loved ones who are going through oh no their negativity is rubbing off i don't like you can't you can't you can't deny it you have to suffering is inevitable you have to mm. choose your own suffering or, or the universe will choose it for you and, yeah and, it's the greatest teacher right Absolutely. But the thing is, it's, it's relative. Yeah. It's true. One person's suffering, you know, the, the rich, spoiled brat, you know, that doesn't get ice cream one day. That, that's suffering for that, you know, hypothetical brat is, is just as much as for someone that never had anything their whole life. And then, you know, having a death in the family, you know, as someone that's so humble their whole life and then having something really traumatic, you know, really traumatic. Cause what is, you know, you can't yeah. engage trauma, but that's why it's relative, but that's a good thing that it's relative. That means that we can have the negativity without having to really have the worst of humanity come out. You know, and that's not humanity. Yeah. Those are animals, the people, because we, we are animals, you know, we, we are, we're, we're animals, but, but we have the potential we have these transceivers in our head that, that, you know, tap into the universal consciousness. We have the potential for infinite love. You know, there's no, there's no sin in the forest. You know, there's <laughs> rape, theft, murder. It's a daily occasion for animals. We don't look down on them as if they're doing anything wrong, but, but we're, we're have the capability to rise above our urges, our animalistic urges to see them for what they are and, and to be truly human and to see that we are, one organism, you know, yeah. atop this floating orb <laughs> in space, you know, uh, how does it not blow people's minds? How does it not make them want to figure it out? But yeah, people have been asking these questions forever and, and we ask them, uh, yeah, well, I'll speak for myself. I, 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 I ask these questions from a, from a, a position I'm, you know, I'm not rich. I'm not any kind of great standing in life, but I, I, I appreciate what I have and I realize yeah. what I have, you know, growing up in America, you know, uh, I don't know, what were we talking yeah. about? Well, I was, I was thinking the same, the same thing as far as, as when I think about the profound daily lives that we have, or, you know, just the fact that we're on this giant spaceship orbiting around a star that's orbiting around a galaxy. Like it, when you start thinking about how big and limitless oh, yeah. the actual thing is, no wonder why we live in such small worlds. Like we live in this small ideological bubble because we're all afraid of what the truth really is, you know? And so we start fighting each other, but 
it comes down to fear. And I think that yes. you can see if I, I've been doing this exercise where, you know, and you, it works both ways. You can look at the macro and understand the micro, or you can mm -hmm. look at the micro and understand the macro. As so, above, so below. Yeah, man. It's so true. And the more, the, the sooner you begin to see the patterns there, the more you can make sense and the more you understand that the answer to everything is in a grain of sand. It's in yeah, the trees. Absolutely. It's in the mirror. It's all around it's in your computer. Like the answers are everywhere. And that's when you begin to understand that, oh, information is not learned at a school. Like we said earlier, it's something that's revealed to you. And the more you experiment, the more you're willing to go out of your bubble, the more you're willing to experience other people as yourself, the more knowledge that you begin absolutely. to actually encounter and then you can put it into your life and you can help other people do that and mm -hmm. i think we're on the cusp of that though vlad like maybe it's just because of where too. i'm at and the people moving on. do you think we're moving in that direction which oh, absolutely doing? absolutely um you know not not to get too new agey but i, I think it's been happening since 2012 yeah. you know i think it did yeah. happen in 2012 i think we are on an upswing if you want to call it the Kali Yuga or the end right. of the Kali Yuga, you know, the, these cycles that we're going through. But, but going back to, to the fractal nature uh, yeah. of reality, uh, Nassim Haramein, he's, he's in Hawaii. He's, he's based in Hawaii. He, he has some far out theories as far as uh, when you talk about the big and the small, you talk about the, the Planck scale and then mm. the universe as a whole. And, and make a scale out of it. He, he says that, you know, life, molecular biology is, is right in the middle of that scale. So that's mm -hmm. why we, as, as advanced life, you know, advanced as far as this planet is right. concerned at this epoch, you know. Right. But um, that's why we are the feedback loop of the universe itself, because we inhabit that, that point be between if this Planck scale is the smallest and the universe itself is the largest, mm -hmm. the middle of that scale is us. He also says that, uh, speaking of, you know, the earth rotating and revolving about the sun and the sun revolving about the center of the yeah, Milky yeah. Way, the Milky Way itself dancing with Andromeda and yeah. the local group and the super clusters and all <laughs> that. We don't feel any of this motion because like at the, in the eye of a hurricane, how, how it's complete stillness because we are the center. Everyone individually is the center of the universe. If it is the center of an infinite space is every point, right? It's the same yep. So that's why we don't realize that we're going like however many tens of thousands of miles per hour through space right now. <laughs> Who knows? It's, 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 he's got some far out concepts, but you know, I, yeah. I try to, you know, I listen to everyone. I, I give everyone, everyone gets the benefit of the doubt. I, I try to take in as much information as I could from any, any source, any outlet, any, any walk of life. As long as it's asking the real questions, as long right. as it's you know, getting to the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm the same way. I, I love to, it's a real treat when you get to hear a different perspective that you haven't heard before. You know, that's like, it's like reading a good book or a good perspective that you haven't heard before can be life-changing because it's something that you can apply to your life, to all your theories, to all your ideas. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the perfect Lego you found to make the thing like, yeah, I found the red one. I needed that for the front. Yeah. You get a stoked. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, what, um, do you have a, like when it comes to psychedelics, like, do you have, one that you work with most or do you like certain kinds of them or what, what's your, is there, I, a... I, I prefer mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, philosophy mushrooms. You know, I, I've never done, uh, uh, Amanita mm, or, or any of the other, cause I know there's other varieties, mostly, you know, what I could get my hands on being in New York, you know, it's, it's not, it's not anything that you really go out looking for. Again, you 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 meet people that are like minded that just yeah. and, and they just happen. You know, usually again, it's, like I said earlier, it's not something you need to go looking out for once it enters your life. Yeah, true. That, you know, it was a. I lived in or in uh, Portland, Oregon, briefly, right. and, and there, you know, it was it was big. It wasn't de decriminalized. I believe mm -hmm. recently it was decriminalized in uh, yep. Oregon and Colorado, and 
possibly California. I'm not sure, but, but the revolution is definitely happening. Yeah. And now it's going to be better than the first time around because, because uh, of the internet, you know, the, the first time around they did the best they could, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the era. I think it's, I think it's just the, um, you know, when you do mushrooms, it, it tends to come in waves. Like you get the first wave, the second wave. I think that this is like the, like we just started this trip and maybe the fifties and sixties was like the come up, like the first little initial wave. That. And this is like the next wave. So it's going to go even further. It's probably back like off. It. And then, you know, but we have, I don't think we've begun to peak yet by any means, but this, this no, no, particular no. wave is going to go deep, I think. Right. I mean, going back to the, to the, the yugas, the ages, you know, it, according to that, we're just, we're coming out of the, the, the bottom one into the next one up. We're nowhere near the golden age. Right. Where right. All, yeah. So, the transition is still going to be awesome. We're coming from the worst one into the next one. So that's yeah. going to be great. You know? it's I know. Us, it's going to be awesome. It's nowhere near our full potential that we could reach. Yeah. You know? And um, yeah, speaking of waves, also, you know, acid is also a, a great time. And I, I feel yeah. like it's a little, uh, I don't know, it's, it's different. It's maybe a little easier to, to manage. Uh, you know, you could, you could still do stuff. You don't have to just like, being a vegged out state I, I i like to trip by myself yeah also. i'm with you there i know some people like you know tripping with other people i've tripped with with uh my buddies i've got a couple of them to to do it you know yeah awesome you know and no regrets they loved it but for the most part i, I, I like doing it by myself i like you know i like to think setting all that good yeah. stuff you know? yeah <laughs> you know it's it's I, i'm wondering if you get this this idea from it too or everybody has different experiences and stuff like that but i feel like the more you do anything the more you become comfortable in that environment and sometimes after i find myself in this environment like about i don't know maybe an hour and a half or two hours in i feel like i'm in this space where i'm being given ideas that i can try on as my own you know and i can live them for a little while and be like oh this is good or, but, but sometimes i'll just get an evil one and i'm like yeah and then I'm like, I would make so much money doing that. And I, think, I just have to take it off and be like, okay, wait a minute. That's so gross. Yeah, that could, that, I could totally do that. But that's so wrong, man. You got to give that idea back. You know, it's like, it's like you're like the information, you're like in this room and all these ideas are just hanging on all these racks and you could pick them up and be like, okay, I could see that, you know, but it's yeah, so but you fascinating. Could, you could play devil's advocate. You, you could say, oh, I shouldn't do this because it's just for the money. You, know, you could always say, oh, yeah. but I could take that money and then you yeah. could do all these. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, I sit with those ideas, you know, but ultimately I come back to them like, it's a little too tempting, man. I, I don't, I love it, it to, but no thanks. Paradoxes, man. That's yeah, it's true. It's about, true. You, know, you could, you could see everything every way and you're right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of being in the center of the universe uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, that's why you, you gotta it, it, it's like an rpg game that's, that's what life is like you know you got to find your party you know you got to find your party of like-minded but in, in more ways than one you know because you, you are the, the ego i suppose or the, the individual you're the main character of the game sure but you're also the player you know mm. And you're also the system that is being played on, and you're also the game disc that that it exists, in. and you're also your party, and you're also the non-playable character, right? The NPCs, right. you know, the the ones that are in the zone for someone else's benefit, that are that are, yeah, that, that are you know pieces in someone else's game instead of instead of building their own reality and being in control of their, like like we all should be, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's. I think that brings it back to the observe. Like, if you pay attention, you can see yourself becoming all those people at times, right? Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just right here to give a clue to this person. That's that's my role right now. Exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. exactly, right. People get stuck on on themselves, wanting to yeah. do everything. They don't realize that it's it's just as important to to inspire someone. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's by design. You know, I I really do. Ever since like the early eighties, I think when the corporocracy mm. over, <laughs> it wasn't so much American greatness still mattered, but 
we didn't need to have the smartest people anymore. Like yeah. We had to during, during the Cold War, during the space race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed consumers. We needed programmable consumers that will, you know, just keep making the rich richer and propping them up. Bolivian dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why, you know, the rote memorization in school, like yeah. you were saying before, that's what it's all about. And it's getting harder and harder to you know pierce through the veil to to try to but i'm i'm heartened you know i'm not i'm not i'm i think there's more people now than ever again probably because of the internet more people now than ever that are aware mm-hmm. of, you know that something else exists other than what they've been taught you know yeah and, and i think again we are in, a, in an exciting time I imagine everyone said that at every time in history. You know, it's it's 1800. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. There's a little bit of that, you know. Sure. There's a little bit of that to it too, but, you know. I think it's what we need. I think it's contagious. And I think that when people begin seeing the world full of opportunities, like those opportunities begin to happen. And so when you and I are here talking and we're seeing these things or – you know, there's some people, you know, there's a whole nother dimension of people that are like, dude, we're going to nuclear war tomorrow, man. You know, there's just these, you, and, you, and like you said, you could switch between those groups as fast as you could change your mind, man. You change yeah. the channel. There you are. Yeah. Change the channel. There you are. Yeah. But I, on some level, I, I, I feel that, I don't know. I, I feel like we're, the, and everybody probably thinks this, but I feel like we're the good channel. So we're trying to get ratings. You know what I mean? And like yeah. <laughs> well, more people on the team over here. <laughs> everyone thinks they're the good channel i mean i do too don't get me wrong yes we, yeah i know we're the good channel come on i thought we were there <laughs> but it's just i don't know i don't know yeah those words are those words like what is good or bad i'm trying to stop using those words but they just tend right. to flow out of my mouth right you know it goes again it goes back to the opposites being right. equal to each other good you know and fear, you mentioned fear before. Fear is a big one because that's that's really what it boils down to, right? Mm-hmm. Fear and love. That's the yeah. everything else comes from one of those two. I don't even want to call them, you know, emotions or feelings. These are just the, the only two modes of operation for for humans: fear and love. And and it's a choice. It is a choice. You know, free will. That's a tough. That's another tough debate. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I, I believe free will, sure, in so far as it resonates with any other conscious agents in your vicinity. Because you, you know, what's free will? If there's a gorilla in front of you and I say, I choose for you not to, you know, yeah. destroy me, you know, it doesn't matter what you choose. You know, <laughs> if, the, if the gorilla chooses not to pound you, great. You know, but again, in so far as it resonates, right. you know, that's what it's all about. It's all, it's all vibrations. It's all, it's all, you know, in, in every sense of the word, it's all good vibes, you know, because <laughs> it really is. Tesla, I, I, Tesla knew it, you know, yeah. it's, it's all frequencies, different frequencies. And, and, that's what matter is too. It's just the energy vibrating at a high enough frequency. I tend to go with whenever one gives, I, whenever I do this too sometimes, but it seems like there's a lot of situations where you have to ask yourself either or. When I find myself there, I try to always replace it with both and. I find that that always tries to at least give you some room to be the observer again or try to pull you out of that dichotomy you know what i mean it's it's almost like the like the improv comic thing yes and you know yeah, always yeah, going yeah. going with it you know telling yeah. yourself forcing yourself to <laughs> even if you're not comfortable go go with it you know yeah. and add to it and absolutely I, you know it, it, it's annoying a lot of times to my friends so. <laughs> I'll, I'll play, I'll play that makes it more funny though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll sometimes argue a point, even if I don't believe in it, just to see if we could get any closer to any kind of, you know, objective truth about anything. Whether or not you can, you know, I don't know. But usually by that point, it were a couple of beers in. And yeah. And we lost track of what the point of the conversation was. But, it's, you know, we're still going at it for some reason 
That's what's oh, about it. You know, just just everyone is everyone is you. Every, everyone is you. Looking back at yourself. In that book, that first book that set me on my path, well, I learned about the the Ho'oponopono, the, mm. the, the Hawaiian prayer. Um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. There's People have their other versions of it. But also, I, I think it's a Mayan saying. It's in la ketch and ala kin. It means I am another you. And then the response is what I do to you, I do to myself, mm. you know, which I, I think it's so, so profound. Cause it's true. You know, yeah. the, the, the people you, you don't like, or you don't get along with, they're just showing you sides of yourself. You don't know you have, they're showing you aspects of yourself that you don't like about yourself. Yes. And you can't see that. That's why you don't like something about them. You know, it's, it's hard to, for most people, I suppose. Yeah. Again, they're, they're showing you what you got to work on, but it, it's like you said, it's hard to understand that. But once you do, it's life-changing. Like, oh, that's what, that's what I don't like about myself. Cause how would you recognize it if you didn't do it? Right? Like how could you recognize anything in anybody else unless you did those things? <laughs> See, the thing is, the thing is, uh, taking entheogens is, because it's possible. It's possible for people to realize, you know, yeah. meditation or, you know, being in, a, in complete darkness for long enough and letting your melatonin turn into DMT. <laughs> I guess, the, I don't know if that is, I guess that is natural. But anyway, it's, I have to remind myself and my one buddy that I turned on to, to mushrooms, I, I have to remind him sometimes too that, you know, you, you join this club now. So it's, <laughs> People are going to do stuff that seems weird to you now and that you, you you used to do and now you can't imagine why you used to do it. But, you know, don't judge them. They, they, right. they know right. not. <laughs> you know, they, they haven't partaken of the sacrament yet. You know? that's, what, that's what it is. It's a true religious experience. You know, it's, and I think that's what the original experiences were. That's what the communion was. You know, eating the body was eating the, the actual yeah, yeah that's what, <laughs> and now it's you know a wafer or something so. <laughs> and even the wine I, I think the wine back then when they say wine in those times it was a way stronger substance also infused right. with you know plant medicine as well you know when they talk about dionysus you know drinking wine it wasn't it wasn't the kind of stuff you know it wasn't <laughs> yellowtail or something <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were, they were drinking powerful stuff. And, and that's what, that's another thing that's been occulted. Uh, there's another great word that mm. was perverted probably on per now occult is, you know, so what's scary or it Perverse just means hidden. Or, exactly. Yeah. It just means hidden. That, that's all it means. But, um, uh, uh, what was I saying? What, what was occulted? Something else was the occulted. sacrament from Dionysus. Yes. Yes. The, 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 the truth about, you know, how we became humans, if you follow McKenna's stoned ape theory, mm. partaking of eating these substances that make us realize we are the oneness. We are all oneness, you know, and, and it was occulted on purpose because you, how can you have any kind of monarchical society or, or any kind of, you know, gross inequality if everyone is getting together and taking these things you know as, as a community together and experience to get together oh <laughs> i got i got a couple of cats myself yeah this is Locked chairman meow over right here <laughs> oh that's a great name <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah they, they they wanted to hide that from us be so they you know I, I, that's another thing i hate <laughs> i know who they are, you, know they? Know who they are. <laughs> you i mean you know who i'm talking about that's <laughs> <laughs> you know like, they keep that from us because you can't be controlled if you realize you're Again, I don't want to give away the secret, so I'm not gonna. You know, you gotta, try it yourself, kids. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't, don't you ever. You have to wait till you're 21. I say wait till you're 21 to do anything. I lucked out by I was 22 when I did mushrooms the first. Just, mm. just happened that way. But I lucked out because you know your brain has to fully develop. Yeah, you have to, yeah. You have to learn. You have to learn stuff about the world first. 
you know, and I was lucky enough that my path took me to learn basically the trivium and quadrivium. I, you know, I was, I was interested in, in astronomy and, and physics and, and philosophy and music and, and math. And, and I, I, was, I was a good student, actually, uh, all up until high school when I started cutting class to try to be cool like my brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, we just talk about smoking a little too much on 420. Is my well, that's what you gotta do, man. You gotta give some. You gotta give some back to the spirits. You know, I that's right. I, that's I, and I'm nervous as hell. I don't know if you've noticed. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. Uh, I know I'm talking a mile a minute and probably not being coherent, but you're awesome. It's awesome. I I love talking about the esoteric. I love hearkening back to plato the lucinian mysteries and sacraments and you know it's funny because i was just talking to someone about aldous huxley and everybody knows brave new world but he wrote that other book called the island and in that book the, everyone on that island is eating mushrooms they're going through these ceremonies at like a young age and you know when you start reading between the lines and the literature of old you know that those guys are just yes. citing sources yes. from even older and so you're getting to read the mystery school literature through the initiates that are putting out the same stuff. And so it, yes. it's, it's interesting to see that story repeated. And that's probably why they did it in some of those books is so that it could get out to the people who were ready to learn about it. You know, if, if you have the eyes to see it, you know, but, but that's the point it's in everything. It, it it's is. not just in these hermetic manuals right. it, it's in everything there's a golden on the thread. buildings yeah yes there's a golden thread running throughout history but some people put it in their creative output on purpose some people sure. don't even realize they're doing it they're telling right. it's like uh, joseph campbell's uh hero's journey it's right it's, it's everywhere and that's the same story too of of dying to your earthly self, being reborn, you know, leaving, leaving home. That's the initiation ritual, you know, leaving home to yeah. fight the monster, slaying it, but only to realize that the true monster is yourself and you have to face that and then learning from that and then returning home to bring back what you, that's, that's what everything, that's what every song is about. That's what every movie is about. That's what everything is about in one way or another, whether they're trying to relay that message or not. And that's why it doesn't matter. It'll never be occulted. It'll never be gone. It'll always, and every, every, you know, the Renaissance, every, every revitalization of, of the human race and, and, and culture. And it's always been because people relearn these ancient truths. Yeah. And, and it's happening again, I think today. And it's beautiful. It is. I love it. I, I, um, I, I'm a huge Joseph Campbell fan, and I, I recently started looking at the. Uh, Nietzsche tells it another way. He tells it about the story from the camel to the child, and how when you're yes. a camel, right? That that for some reason that one kind of spoke to me, probably because I didn't learn it till later in life. But you, know, you fight the dragon of thou shalt, because there's no more scales for you to ride on, and then once well, you destroy the dragon, then you become a child, and. Yes, you know, that, it's, it's the same thing. You, yeah. you start off as the, the beast of burden, you know, the, your yeah, lower totally. self. And then, but that, what's great about his version of it is that the, that the baby is the, the, the final stage you want to reach because you think, you're like, yes, I've become a human, but now I got to, that's just, you know, the first step of a whole yeah. new year. That's not the last <laughs> step of anything. And, and that's, and it's beautiful. And it is, it's fractal. Everything is fractal. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. Vlad, I got to have you back on, man. We, what do you think about coming back and having like a group discussion with like a couple more of us? I'd love to, man. I'd love okay. to. I, I had a great time. This was a blast. I hope, you know, I, 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 cram, I tried to cram too much stuff. Not at all, brother. Really to talk about into, into this little thing. It's not, dude. It's personal experience. I, I thought it was, all, you know, it was great. And I thought about making, you know, starting a podcast too, but I couldn't find anyone that wanted to, you know, be my you know other person to bounce bounce things off of just start it anyway just just that's what i did just just start recording like just go off 
start write out like a few notes and then start giving people like go off on Joseph Campbell for 30 minutes or talk about the trivium for 30 minutes. You should be teaching that, man. Like you should come on and be like, here's the trivium as I learned it and just go through rhetoric one day. But if you started doing that, I promise you, like what's that old quote? The things that you're interested in are interested in you. Like right, something's calling right. you to do that, brother. Yeah. You should start it definitely. I'll be your first guest if you want me to. But oh, that'd be great, man. That'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> you, can start, you can start it for free, man. You should totally do that. You'd be great at it. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. I, I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm ready to, you know, make the next step. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe you that's know. the direction this will go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure, brother George. Yeah, Thank pleasure's all mine. Man, man. I'll talk, I'll I'll shoot you an email in a little bit, but dude, this is this is awesome. It exceeded my expectations, dude. You're an awesome guy, and we're gonna be oh, having some more conversations man. pretty soon. So be ready. Thank you so much, brother. All right, man. All right. Take care, man. Yep. Chaka. Aloha. <laughs> <All> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances... I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.